My name is Joaquin Spammer. I'm the president of uh, CIL, Commodity Integrated Logistics. Um, I was born in Mexico City. I came to school to the University of Texas. And I'm, I'm the perfect product of uh, the North American Trade Agreement. When I was finished college, Mexico signed the General Agreement of Tariffs and Trades. And right after, it signed the North American Trade Agreement. So I grew with a, a, with a trade agreement. I stay at the border. I've been there for 40 years now. Um, we do logistics, um, um, real estate development, and we also sell produce. I drive at Uber during the weekends and and uh, <laughs> deliver pizzas at night. <laughs> I, I have seven kids. Um, everybody's gone through college, so I'm free. I have no, no more responsibilities whatsoever. <laughs> well, I think that the first challenge was to stay alive, make sure that uh, uh, every one of our employees stay alive. So we have 330 employees, and we need to make sure that everybody was taken care of. So we have two choices to make. Either we were going to go hide in a nice, cozy room in South Padre Island, or start working on it. So what we did immediately was, okay, how can we make sure that any of our employees is going to keep uh, going, keep working, and staying safe? So we went ahead and, and uh, we were able to buy two machines to do COVID tests. We kept one on the U.S. side. We sent one to the Mexican side. Thanks to a very good friend of mine, a, a doctor, uh, we were able to get the kids. So we were able to screen our employees and screen the drivers. So every driver that was driving northbound with produce, if he was having any issues, health issues, we actually built an infirmary. We hired full-time uh, staff, and we got a doctor on call just in case any of the drivers were getting uh, uh, any symptoms. It worked very well. So we were able to mitigate uh, any issues with employees and any issues with the drivers. We wanted to make sure that we will solve at the border any issues for any exporter, any importer, and any transportation companies. So let me give you an example. <coughs> you have a driver that is driving from Tapachula. He's been on the road for two days. He's bringing a lot of pap um, papayas or uh, bananas. And the guy is, is, is feeling really bad, and he's at the border. He doesn't know anyone. He doesn't know, he doesn't know what to do. The transportation company, the owner is probably hiding someplace in Tapachula. You need a load of papayas. You need them to, go a, to get across. So what do we do? That's, 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 that, that was the solution that we immediately started to, to, to solve. That's, that's what we wanted to solve. Keep the flow of produce across the, the border and making sure that you didn't have a driver coming across with some kind of a disease and that you have all your employees taken care of. I think that's my three minutes. Yeah. Well, it, it, it proves the importance of um, organization. 
uh, it, it proves that we as businessmen or, or community leaders, we need to get involved in different organizations. Uh, some of us, at one point during COVID, we were thinking that we had the right answer for the right question, and we were thinking that we could do something about it or uh, give some information to some local, state, or federal official that could make things a little bit better. And I believe, uh, I'm speaking for everybody here, we all, we all thought that needed to be, the policy needed to change or things need to be done at the local, uh, state or federal level, and we couldn't convey it. So we thought that it was very important for my business to start getting involved in all organizations. If we need to push policy towards one direction, we need to get involved. And the message to all my business associates and to my business and, uh, uh, partners was we need to get involved. So from COVID to now, we have gotten involved with uh, uh, BTA. Uh, uh, we are members of the American Chamber of Commerce, uh, the Association de Empresarios Mexicanos, Fair, we actually were the founding members of Fair about 15 years ago. The McAllen, Far, Westlaco, uh, Edinburgh Chamber of Commerce, uh, the Council for the South Texas uh, 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 Progress, COSTEP, Hidalgo County Prosperity Tax Force, the TCA, Texas Cotton Association, the America Cotton Cheaper Associations, the Canitex, Coparmes, Canacar, Canaco, everyone. And we have uh, employees at all levels in my business getting involved in all these organizations. If we want to push policy towards a solution that will make the border a better place to do, to do trade, a better place to do international business, we need to get involved. And um, uh, uh, Britain is doing a great job, but she needs all the support of everyone that can, that can help out. And Honestly, we should have a much bigger membership in the BTA Mexico and the BTA USA. Uh, 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 the organizations cannot do it alone. They need the support of the, the business community. That's my personal perspective. We had a lot of time to think, and, <laughs> and we started uh, uh, thinking that the, what took us the last 30 years, what took us to this moment is not what is going to take us to the next 30 years. So we, we have a, we have to change completely our mindset. And the way you do trade is changing completely. And it was it was accelerated by the uh, by COVID, but, but the world was changing. And and we see that that now everything is being handled by e-trade. You have a lot of. Um, um, a lot of opportunities by covering the necessities of the people that are in the in the e-commerce. Uh, let me explain you what we did. We thought that, uh, and we saw it. Everybody, I was an a Amazon buyer myself, but uh, with COVID, everybody become an Amazon uh, e-commerce uh, buyer. So, uh, how do you how can you support the new sellers and the new buyers in the e-commerce 
uh, uh, world. How can you do it at the border? How can you provide a Mexican manufacturer, manufacturer of desk, the capability of delivering that desk to a buyer in Chicago? So the, all, the, all those things are changing. And we thought, well, COVID just pushed it a little bit faster, but that was changing already. So how can you provide the new platform to, uh, to solve the necessities of delivery for those, uh, uh, for those sellers and these buyers? And there's something very interesting. I, I was reading a, um, an article that, that a, a person was explaining that 150 years ago, a manufacturer will sell, a producer will sell directly to the buyer. Because if you were uh, uh, planting tomatoes in your hometown, you would go to the local market and sell it directly to a consumer. And that changed during the last 150 years. So now we started to get distributors, distribution centers, and we start getting a lot of different distribution ways of delivering from the manufacturer to the consumer. And now it's being changed backwards because you have a, a, a manufacturer, a producer now, that can sell directly to the consumer. It's interesting. Now, as I told you, I'm a manufacturer of a manufacturer of desk in, in Michoacán. I can sell directly to the consumer. So if it's if it's a cross-border trade, how are we at the border level gonna solve that delivery for that manufacturer? And it can be produce, it can be whatever you think. But that's, that's, the, that's what is changing for the next 30 years. And how are we at the local, at the border level, how are we going to solve that issue? Now, the issues that are being solved, uh, as we all know, there is a, a, an ongoing uh, 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 rush for fulfillment centers at the border. You have a lot of companies looking, in, uh, opening fulfillment centers on the Mexican side in order to take advantage of the lower tax rate on the U.S. side. You have uh, companies going from uh, the Bronzeville all the way to Tijuana doing that. We have had a lot of um, uh, uh, Chinese companies trying to do the same fulfillment from the border. Um, I think that's a great opportunity for everybody. I think it's a great opportunity for my business. But uh, going a little bit uh, uh, in, into a bigger picture, I think that if, 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 if you look at it, Mexico is a fulfillment center for the U.S., and the U.S. is a fulfillment center for Mexico. And how are we going to help that uh, producer reach that consumer in that uh, uh, most uh, uh, efficient way? Well, uh, uh, I mean, the logistics business of the the biggest challenge was basically to continue serving your customers. If you have a door that has been closed, now you need to open another one. If you have a problem in one port of entry, you need to find a solution. But at the end, our biggest challenge and our biggest responsibility is fulfill our obligations with our customers. We need to deliver. Whatever we need to deliver. So what, would the, what, the, what we implemented with uh, our custom cost, cost customers, we started going through Mexico to the port of Manzanillo and the port of Lázaro Cárdenas in order to reach the Asian market. 
and we were going through Altamira in order to reach Pakistan and Turkey. But our customers demanded that we fulfill our obligations and actually deliver the product. So if you couldn't do it through Long Beach or Savannah, Georgia, you needed to find, mm -hmm. we needed to provide a solution for our customers. And we found it. A long time ago, a, 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 at the South Texas level, there was a, a concept that was <coughs> a, a created of the American Third Coast. And the American Third Coast means that you can go through Mexico in order to reach the, the different markets or to procure through Mexico uh, products that are coming from everywhere. Uh, uh, it has been successful. We are doing it. Uh, we have um, also implemented uh, uh, the third coast theory in the uh, product level. Uh, we were able to get Senacica uh, uh, and, and the Mexican SAT to approve in transit produce through Mexican ports to the to Texas through Reynosa and Laredo. And, and we were able to get the ruling so we could do those, those in transit. So you need to think outside of the box. If, 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 if somebody tells you, no, you cannot come uh, through this door, but they find another one. And, and, uh, it's challenging, yes, uh, but uh, there is always a way of uh, reaching a solution. And I go back to the, the, the concept of getting, getting involved with your organizations. Sometimes getting those solutions have to be pushed and implemented through a, 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 an organization that can help you a, a provide a solution. Thank you. We believe that the best employee, employee retaining program is education. So we have been investing in, in bringing classes and courses and paying and, and uh, paying for education for our employees. And they love it. Uh, uh, it's easier to keep an employee, an employee happy when they see that you're investing in, in their uh, future. They pay not to leave. And when you have a competitive market where where you have a low uh, labor for, uh, 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 labor shortage, and everybody is fighting for that good uh, employee with a lot of talent, uh, we we have found out that they don't leave when you invest in their education. In their education, <coughs> we have a program in place. We, we we have a very good relationship with South Texas College. We have uh, the president that. South Texas College here with us, Ricardo Solis. We, we, there is a program where they send uh, professors to our uh, business, and they have given us classes anywhere from how to train uh, forklift drivers and get them certified. We actually went ahead and certified all warehouse operators as a volunteer firefighters. We, we, we had a, a, a one time we had a a history class, and it was crowded. All the employees wanted to be there. It was a South Texas history class uh, provided by the South Texas College with a professor that was a lot of fun. 
and he was talking about the families in South Texas and everybody, all the employees were getting familiar with what was going on. The, it works. I mean, you want to have a very strategic uh, uh, employee retain, uh, retention program, invest in education.